Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December the 2nd. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. And Steph, I want to just start by saying thank you to you and your mom for all the food last week for the Direct Line Thanksgiving special. Well, I have to give credit. It was Cassie from the Slotted Spoon that actually fixed it. I just baked it. Which did I hear they are growing so much they're relocating? They are. We need to get her back on and talk about it. The old... You don't remember because you didn't live here, but right. the old Ponderosa, we used to go to Ponderosa okay. after church every Sunday. Yeah. And uh, the old Ponderosa building, I believe, is where they are moving their business, the Slotted Spoon. I'm not sure when. but Yeah. So where is that in Danville, the uh, old Ponderosa? It's on Gilbert Street. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I can't. I don't know the Okay. That's okay. Address, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, here's the thing. Yeah. That was the first of four Thanksgiving feasts I had last week. Yeah. I really think I gained 10 pounds. Did you? Between what you brought on Monday, <laughs> we had the Celebrate Recovery Thanksgiving right. supper on Tuesday, out of this world. Nice. And then I had Thanksgiving at my mom's on Thursday and my in-laws on Friday. Aren't you and thankful for like people oh, that volunteer and say, hey, I yes. want to cook a meal. Yes. I mean, I think about the Celebrate Recovery volunteers that yeah. did that. That's awesome. Well, and I'll tell you, it was uh, maybe... I missed it. Was, oh, it, was it, it good? It, was, it, it wasn't just the great food, though. I looked around and people just look so happy. Oh, they just look so encouraged. You know, there were th- people that haven't been back to CR since before COVID oh. that came that oh, night. Good. I just thought, man, what a great well, night. That really is such an important part of Celebrate Recovery that I think we're kind of missing out on still because of COVID is that, right. you know, that meal that you share with, right. with people. It's so important. Right. Anyway, yep. that's awesome. Anyway, thank you for oh, all yeah, your work. Welcome. Thanks to everyone that made that possible. And I want to say thank you to Newhoff. You know, there's very little original programming that still happens on radio stations mm-hmm. on days like Thanksgiving right. or days like Christmas. And someone had to make sure right. that that was going to work on Thanksgiving morning. And right. so, Somebody thank did, you. Huh? Yeah, I, Tommy B, probably our guy, Tommy <laughs> to B. Go, Tommy but B. Um, just very thankful yeah. that we had the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. and love the partnership. Also, want to let our audience know that the next two weeks, we will actually be live in studio right. December 9, December 16. Our uh, teammate, Ben Smith, is going under the knife. <laughs> he's donating a kidney. And yeah. I just, man, I just yeah. think that's awesome. It is. That um, he's willing to do that. And, just wish him the very best right. through it all. But um, that you know, means we'll be live in studio. Well, that he means can't that we can't it. edit out the mistakes. That's right. We have to be very careful. One, with what one we of the say. secrets <laughs> of Direct Line is that when we say something really stupid, we stop and start oh, over. That doesn't so, happen that often. Not, not does that it? often. Just and, occasionally. Yeah, but it, anyway, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> but hey, I've got several things that I want to talk about this week. And the first is a story that comes out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Family of beloved Minnesota pastor killed in DUI accident. Accident, forgives the drunk driver. Now, a year ago, mm-hmm. in November 2020, mm-hmm. 58-year-old David Nelson was going 70 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone with a blood alcohol content of point. Two six seven. I think that's more than three times the legal limit. Mm-hmm. His pickup rear-ended 69-year-old Verlin Strang's Jeep, and it killed mm-hmm. Strang. He was the pastor, the longtime pastor mm-hmm. of First Baptist Church in Clearbrook, Minnesota. And I got to just tell you, if if I'm a parishioner 
and I lose my pastor or my elder, I, aren't you just going to be angry? Aren't you just going to be full of frustration? Well, here's what happened. Nelson's court hearing on November six, uh, November 14, he was sentenced to almost three years in prison for vehicular homicide, but Strang's family and congregation shared words of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. His widow, daughter, and son walked up to Nelson, hugged him after the hearing. They told him that they forgave him and would be praying for him and his family, mm-hmm. and they stressed that he needs to forgive himself. Here's what church member Rick Moore said. We've all been forgiven so much. How could we not forgive you? What do yeah, you think? Well, I think it was interesting a little bit later in the article. It says that Nelson um, said, I very much appreciate the forgiveness aspect of what they brought up, but I decided today I was not going to ask for it. Right. Yet right. they granted it. Right. He didn't ask for forgiveness, but they granted it. And that's such a powerful, yeah. a powerful thing. Well, we showed a video right after I started two years ago mm-hmm. of the brother of a young man that was killed erroneously mm-hmm. by an off-duty police officer, mm-hmm. and, and he forgave her mm-hmm. as she was being sentenced, then got up and went and hugged her. And I, I just I don't think we can understate how rare this is. You know, we live in in a world where there's a lot of eye for eye, tooth Mm -hmm. for tooth. Mm -hmm. And I believe in in the legal system. I believe in in justice. But I think when someone is able to step forward as a Christ follower and say, I could be angry, I could be full of hate, I could wish you the worst, but I forgive you because Christ forgave me. Stephanie, that is more powerful than any vengeance or revenge right. would ever bring. Right. And the, and the family said, you know, we've been praying for you for the past year because we know that your life has been impacted by the biggest mistake of your life. And I think, I mean, we all make mistakes, some bigger than others, but, and the impact that those, you know, choices and mistakes have is so big. And right. it, it's so good that the, the family realized it, it was a big mistake. Yeah. A big mistake. And so you and our friend Kenna Osborne mm-hmm. took time this fall. You taught a class, and it was like a overflow class. I mean, you ended yeah. up having more than yes. you even uh, imagined yes. you would have. Forgiving when you can't forget. Right. Is that right? Talk, talk yeah. a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's the it was a study done by Lisa Turkhurst, who had gone through some really hurtful things in her marriage, um, adultery and all that kind of stuff, and how she uh, she wrote this book after you know forgiving her husband and going through the process, and and the whole point of the book is it's a it's a long process it's not something that you just say oh I'm going to do this it's a constant you know forgiveness is a constant thing so yeah we had a class of I think 23 people and I think what amazed us was just you know the first week we asked people to write down why are you here and the 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 huge hurts that are in congregations today I mean Every one of them, and many of them were hurts that they've been holding for a long time, yeah. things that happened to them in, in their childhood. And so, you know, it, it, it's that process. How do you forgive? We'll never forget the, the things that have happened to us. Right. We're not capable of forgetting, but um, we are capable of making the choice to forgive. And and so I think it was a, a good, healthy uh, thing for the people to go through in that class, and we intend to do it again. So we're in the yeah. season of Advent, yeah. and there's going to be a lot of family gatherings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to go to church for the first time since mm-hmm. Easter would mm-hmm. be my guess. Right. What, what are some of the lessons that are out there? Maybe for people that, you know, aren't really, they're, they're not living the Christian life right now. Maybe they've, you know, for whatever reason, stepped away from mm-hmm. the church. Is there something that we have as a message for them as it pertains to forgiveness and relationships 
this Christmas season. Well, I, yeah, I think if, even if you don't, if you're not a Christian and you yeah. and you harbor bitterness, it yeah. affects you physically. I yeah. mean, the physical effects of unforgiveness are devastating. Right. Um, and, and, and then the emotional aspect as well. Um, so I think, you know, yes, whether you go to church or not, whether you're a believer or not, you're going to gather probably at this time of year with people that may have hurt you right. and may have hurt you in deeply. And really, forgiveness is for you. It's not right. for that other person. What's Corey it's, Ten Boom say? For, she's with Jesus now. Right. But forgiveness is setting a prisoner free mm-hmm. and realizing the prisoner's you. Right. You know, yeah. So powerful. I would would encourage if you're listening and you're like, "Ah, I'm not really into church and I'm not into forgiveness. Yeah. I would ask, just give it, give it a try. Maybe try it again. Come back. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we're preaching through that class, at least, you know, you got to, you have to, you have to forgive today. I mean, it's a process. It takes time and it's, it's a messy process and it's nice to be able to walk through that with someone else. So that's what the class offered, I think. Well, well done. Thanks. Kudos to this family and kudos mm-hmm. to this congregation mm-hmm. to step up yeah. and model well, right. you know, what Jesus said on the cross, mm-hmm. Father, forgive them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Hey, this week, a very important case has uh, headed to the Supreme Court, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Um, Mississippi is, is the state mm-hmm. where uh, th- this court case began, but uh, many people believe that this Supreme Court decision that will not come out until probably May or June mm-hmm. of next year could ultimately overturn mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. We've had Bethany Hager right. from Women's Care Clinic on to talk about it, and she's been saying, mark that cal- mm-hmm. that date on the calendar, mm-hmm. December 1st. Of course, that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the thing I found interesting. The Susan B. Anthony List, which is a pro-life group, they have committed $10 million to an ad campaign ahead of the hearing, and they they are um, doing three different ads. One focuses on a young woman who was adopted. Another features a doctor who regrets performing abortions. And the third ad features a doctor who cares for pregnant mothers and women's. And the first ad tells the story of Annie Fitzgerald, adopted by a couple in nearby Peoria, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And uh, after praising her adoptive parents for giving her a really good life, she laments that she could have been an abortion and is thankful that her birth mother Mm -hmm. gave her the gift of life. So I just wanted to bring this to Mm -hmm. to the surface. Mm -hmm. And and if you're a pro-life person, be aware of what is happening. Uh, I've had people ask me, do you really want Roe versus Wade overturned? I really do want it overturned. Now, that doesn't mean abortion goes away. Just a reminder. It means it goes back to the states and states can decide. And we live in maybe Mm -hmm. the most progressive state Mm -hmm. in the union here in the state of Illinois. Well, I do. You don't. But um, I, I think states like Indiana can decide, do we want to be a state, you know, that that fights for life? States like Mississippi, they've passed these laws. They've went through the due diligence Mm -hmm. to put together these pro-life laws. And just in an instance, they've been overturned by liberal judges. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm praying that the Supreme Court will do the Mm -hmm. right thing. And like this article talks about, you know, let's let's look at the science. You, I've heard you say it. I mean, how can you look at an ultrasound? And, you know, I was in Florida with my 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 daughter-in-law's pregnant, and you can, I mean, she's you know 20 weeks, and you can see the fluttering even out, you know, out on her stomach. I don't know how you cannot look at science and say this is a life that feels pain, and. 
it deserves a chance. Well, well, in this article, um, the third ad that mm-hmm. the Susan B. Anthony list is producing features a medical doctor, mm-hmm. do- Dr. Casey Delaco, elaborating on the science of mm-hmm. fetal development. Mm-hmm. By six weeks, we can detect a heartbeat mm-hmm. with ultrasound technology. By 15 weeks, we know they can feel pain. Mm-hmm. With incubator and proper care, babies can survive being born at 21 weeks. You know, right. And you're right. That was the Bernard Nathanson thing. He was the king of abortion and it was the ultrasound that changed him the science mm-hmm. changed him and he went from probably the most known and prominent abortionist in America to producing the movie The Silent Scream and a strong strong voice for life and I, I just hope that the Supreme Court will not say what's the cultural impact mm-hmm. or who's going to be upset mm-hmm. or will this hurt one political party more than mm-hmm. another let's just look at the issue Mm-hmm. Let's look at the issue of life. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what we know and let's do the right thing. I, so I agree. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see. Hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about one of the hymns that we sang Sunday. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the NBA. Now, you're a football fan. You're yeah. not really a basketball not fan, really. right? You're going to be a basketball Am fan I? of one player okay. after this next story. Okay. And then I want to wrap up our time talking about Africa mm-hmm. and the travel ban. I've been asked by probably 50 people, <laughs> I bet. would I be stuck in Africa <laughs> if this would happen? And I we bet. would not have been. We were right. far far, far, far from South Africa, but I do want to talk about that. And I do find a little bit of irony in the fact that our current president has issued a travel ban Mm. because of COVID. So Mm -hmm. I'll just share um, my thoughts on that. Looking forward to that. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Hear now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. 
Well, welcome back to Direct Line on this Thursday, December 2nd. La, 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 la. The season is here. Yes. Christmas season. Hey, guess what I did what? this week? What did you do? I put Christmas lights up all by myself. Now that Was that something s- new? Well, normally it's a team effort, Marla uh-huh. and me. Okay. And, you know, when I got back from Africa for a week, I didn't do anything. I, bet. You know, I just laid on my couch. And, uh-huh. and I, I was walking around the neighborhood Sunday night, and I noticed all the Christmas uh-huh. lights. And we always have outside Christmas lights. Yeah. And so I went to Menards, and I bought lights. And she's like, yeah, I can't help you until Thursday. So I was faced with the dilemma. Do I wait till Thursday? Well, you know me. I don't like to wait. So I get up on my roof Tuesday morning and I'm starting to put them up and I'm starting to slide because there's ice on my roof. So Tuesday was a beautiful day and I spent the afternoon and hard work doing it by yourself and, you know, tricky and I know. But when I came home Tuesday night from Celebrate Recovery and I saw those lights, it was all worth it. Made it made made you happy. You doing any Christmas lights? Uh, I don't to be think determined. So. Yeah, to be determined. I'm not doing really any Christmas this okay. year. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, we might have to change that. We might have to have a direct line light hanging party. You think? On your shingles. What do you think? Eh. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Well, hey, I want to talk about one of the songs that you picked Sunday. Oh, okay. We started Advent and just so people know Advent is something that's been celebrated by Christians for centuries. We don't typically make a big deal of Advent at Second Church Christ. We make a big deal of Christmas, yes. but we don't use that language. Right. And whatever. I didn't grow up with using the language of Advent either. either but but there, I, yeah, I, I love, love the it. structure of it. Well, there's Talk four themes, right. hope, peace, joy, and love. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, we really tackled this idea of hope. Correct. We heard a special video mm-hmm. from our friend R.J. Davis. Yeah. Just a really great time. Yeah. But one of the songs that you picked Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, mm-hmm. um, longtime Christmas hymn, mm-hmm. not one of the more famous Christmas Correct. hymns. When we think of the famous Christmas hymns, I, I think of like Joy to the World oh, and Hark the faithful. Herald yeah. and yeah, yeah. You, know, um, right. you know, Silent Night, right. which is a big favorite. Uh-huh. But I, listening during first service, man, mm-hmm. I really started welling up. Mm-hmm. Jenna Van E was mm-hmm. singing. She mm-hmm. does a great job. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I need to know more about this song. Well, mm-hmm. it was written by Charles Wesley, mm-hmm. the... Um, the, the brother of John Wesley. Yeah, yeah it, it, he really doesn't get the props that he should because yeah. his brother was so incredible. You yeah. know, his brother's kind of the founder of the Methodist Church mm-hmm. and that movement. Mm-hmm. But Charles Wesley wrote him after him mm-hmm. after him. Mm-hmm. But he wrote this hymn being inspired by the the class dysfunction that he saw in London. Mm-hmm. He saw so many poor and oppressed that seemingly had no hope. Mm-hmm. He read from the prophet Haggai. Yeah, that's when's not... the last time you read? I don't know the prophet. Haggai, but reading Haggai, he felt inspired, and he started with a poem. Don't you think most hymns probably started probably, with a poem? Probably. And, and this is the poem, born your people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, now your gracious kingdom bring, by your own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone, by your all-sufficient merit, raise us to your glorious mm. throne. Mm-hmm. And of course, it became a hymn several years later, and we sang that hymn. Mm-hmm. Now, you picked the merit Meredith Andrews version. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you pick versions? Like, how do you even, I didn't even know there, I didn't even know who Meredith Andrews was, you know? <laughs> what I love about it, though, is she added right. additional words right. that really supplement it. How, how do you do that? I don't know. I just. You don't know. Well, you listen to a lot of. Ver- That's like, what I'm asking. You just listen to a lot of versions. And when you think about this would go well with our band. And I knew Jenna. I mean, yeah. Jenna's voice is perfect for the Meredith Andrews. So I don't know. Yeah. That's just how. Is I- Meredith Andrews a big deal? 
I mean, I I didn't I even know, know that, that name. I don't know that she's a huge artist. But okay, okay. I, I, I like her stuff. Well, so. she did a great yeah. job with this. Yeah. Um, I have downloaded that song since. Mm, mm, My good. wife's tired of it already because yeah. yeah. I've just played it yeah. so much. But what I love about this hymn, what I think is so beautiful, is it absolutely catches this anticipation mm-hmm. of the birth of Christ, but it also spe- her version speaks to the anticipation that Jesus is coming Second again. Second coming. And really, I think that's really what Christmas is right. so, so important about it helps us yes we remember back to Jesus's first coming but we're always looking ahead for his second coming yep. so. so here's my question yeah. how many Christmas hymns are out there that are really awesome like that that we never even really get to because mm. we just kind of roll yeah. with the ones that we know I don't I know. know I don't know either. I thought it was great but um, we're gonna do one this Sunday that also has an incredible story behind it I heard the bells on oh, Christmas Day yeah now you've done that before though haven't you or not I don't think so. Don't think I mean, so? in my in our in my computer you didn't have generated, it? it's not in there anywhere. Okay. So I don't know that we've ever well, done it. But it's got a really cool story oh, it behind does. it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story as mm-hmm. I begin the message mm-hmm. on Sunday. This this Sunday the theme is peace, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're gonna be looking at the prophet uh, Micah. But real really good stuff. Do you have hey, a favorite Christmas hymn? Well, I've or... told you, good Christian men rejoice, uh-huh. even though it's politically incorrect. Um, <laughs> it goes back to like the 1200s, but I love the message of uh-huh. it, and you know. It tells the story of the entirety of Jesus. But I think the, the 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 Christmas hymn that probably teaches the most theologically is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Mm-hmm. And that's also a Charles Wesley mm-hmm. hymn. And we're doing that this Sunday. And we're doing as that well. this Sunday yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really good ones. Do you have a favorite? I love What Child Is This. Yeah. I really Are like we gonna that. sing it this year? Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. Well good deal. Hey, so you're a big NFL I am. fan. Mm-hmm. You're not really digging the NBA. No, now why I, is that? I just can't really get into it. I, they seem to have such an attitude. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, no, I think that's well said. Such well an said. attitude. I can't stand it. And so I, I don't like the three point. I don't like the three point. Why? I think it ruins the game. Really? There's okay. just a bunch of people lobbing. Chucking long yeah. shots. I'm like, okay. drive it to the basket. Okay. Get the foul. Okay. So That's you know what a I little bit see. about basketball. I know a little okay. bit. Okay. Well, I want to give you someone that you should be cheering for. Tell me. That all of us should be cheering okay. for. His name is Enos Cantor. He Never plays for him. the Boston Celtics. Right. And as of this week, he is now an American citizen. And oh. he changed his name. His okay. name is no longer just Enos Cantor. His name is Enos Cantor Freedom. Hmm. Now, here's what I love about him. He is taking on the biggest of the big. He's going hard after China, uh-huh. and he is calling them out for how they've treated the people of Tibet, the way that they have punished the the Uyghur Muslims. M- most people don't even know this, but um, there are actually concentration camps that really? have been put in China where they are putting these Uyghur Muslims into and so just, uh, oppressing just them. Uh, oppressing Muslims, not Christians. Well, just but, I mean, Uyghur Muslims. Like, it's a certain I don't even know what kind, that is. The, the Uyghur would be a tribe. It would be okay. a... A, a type of Muslim. people, okay. and yeah, um, huh. and yeah, yeah. Why have you not heard that? Isn't that a great question? Why is that not out? Am I there? the only yeah. one that has oh, not heard that? I'm sure I, there's a lot of people that don't know about it. Huh. I think our media, for whatever reason, uh-huh. um, we, we get very loud and bold on certain injustices, right. but not... and we don't talk about other injustices. Hmm. Um, Cantor has, has uh, cried out about the oppression of the people of Hong Kong. Okay. Well, 
LeBron James, who is probably the face of the NBA today, right. has basically told Enos Kanter he needs to just shut up and mm. go away. He needs to just be done. Mm. That um, Now, LeBron's got a lot to say about certain issues mm-hmm. of social justice, but he is silent when it comes to China. Mm. Well, Cantor has begun wearing very unique basketball sneakers. And, you know, <laughs> Save the Uyghurs is one of them. Huh. Um, on another pair of sneakers, he has a picture of LeBron James bowing down before Chinese Premier wow. Xi Jinping. Wow. And uh, taking a crown from him. But here's my question. Why do you think the NBA and LeBron James, why are they silent on China? Why would you not? I mean, if you know concentration camps are happening, shouldn't everyone on the earth rise up and say, China, get your act together. This is unacceptable. Are they somehow, I mean... What's the word? Do they owe them something? Well, here's I don't the know. answer. I don't I, know if I they don't know. owe them something. I think they're getting something Are from China. Getting, yeah. Five billion dollars is what the NBA is worth in China. Yeah. Because of the television gotcha. uh, contracts and all the rights and the so jerseys be quiet, and such. We so keep basically, the flow yeah, they're just kind of looking the other way. And you may say, Greg, are you beating up on China? Um, I'm not beating up on the people of China. You know, I feel terrible for the people mm-hmm. of China, mm-hmm. but I think it's absolutely shameful what the country is doing. And I think we need more people like new American citizen Enos Cantor that will rise up and say truth is truth. And I'm going to speak the truth no matter what. And uh, I don't care what LeBron James says. Where did you say he was from? Um, that's a great question. What country uh, is he from? If yeah, he doesn't yeah say? that is a great question that I don't have huh, in front of me here. He became an American citizen. Yeah, he just became an American citizen from. this week. Um, he's a very good basketball player. And I tell you this. You ought to become an Enos Cantor Freedom I fan. I got to learn more about this guy. Yep. Thanks Good for bringing stuff. it to my attention. Hey, one more thing. We'll go to break. Okay. Um, Africa. Okay. So there's a new COVID variant. <laughs> oh, goody. Another one. All <laughs> right. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right? exactly. The new variant is B11529, better known as Omicron. Okay. And uh, President Joe Biden has imposed a travel ban, not allowing people from eight African countries, all in South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Nambia, Lestello, uh, Mozambique, Mowali, Eswatini, I've never even heard of that, right. and South Africa. Mm-hmm. They're they are not allowed to come to America. And you're surprised that he well, did a I'm travel ban? I'm surprised because if I remember correctly, when COVID just uh-huh. started to happen, yes. the president at the time imposed a travel right. ban to China. And I think Joe Biden was one of the most vocal critics. I think the word that was used was xenophobic, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Which was a new word for right. many of us that right. are out there. But um, I'm not saying it's the wrong move to make, but I think it's hard when you have been so critical mm-hmm. of your predecessor in this mm-hmm. way to then come back and say, well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm somehow I have the moral high ground right. in order to do right. it. But um, I just I found that ironic. So I found you- that interesting. Were you anywhere near this new I was variant not. when you were in Africa? We, we were a long... Africa is enormous. Huge. I mean, right. yeah, like so, two and a half times the size of the United States of America. So you've had some people ask I've you. I've had many <laughs> people ask me. I had somebody ask me last night, so if this would have happened two weeks ago, uh-huh. would you have been stuff in, stuck in Africa? Uh-huh. And the answer is no. You know, we were in West Africa. Right. We were in Ivory Coast. Cote, Cote d'Ivoire is how you would say it. D'Ivoire. Uh-huh. Um, long, fancy, long way. Honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, I did not <laughs> know this. French. They don't really care for Ivory Coast. They don't want Americans using the term Ivory Coast. Who doesn't? They the don't. Pe- the people of Ivory Coast. They want us to their, say their Cote name Dois. is Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I don't speak French, right. you know. But anyway, 
that's neither here. I would or say there. Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, sound yeah, very good. Right, yeah. right, right. So well, I'm glad that you weren't anywhere near that, and but, but again, you didn't, you're not responsible for bringing it well, across one, the one ocean. One more thing I want to say before we go to break that's frustrating with this is it does sound like it's contagious, but it sounds like from what the South African doctor said, the symptoms very are very mild. Right, and you know. We're 20 months into this, 21 uh, months into this. I mean, yeah. do, do we really need the panic? I don't know. Oh, I'm not panicking. I know you're not, but I think th there are some that's just kind of the rhythm that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I saw that the New York governor has stopped all elective, elective surgeries. Right. There's not even a case of Omicron that's known in America right now. I just think maybe we all need to just take a deep breath and relax and celebrate the season of Advent. I agree. All right. Well, hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we have a very special guest joining us. One of our church members, Pam Sexton, mm -hmm. is part of a book club yeah. here at Second Church. And that that's cool in itself, I think. <laughs> did you know there was a book club I here? I did know that. I okay. did know that yeah. because I had to let them in one night. Okay. They, yeah. they were trying to get in and the yeah. building was locked one yeah. night. Didn't know before that. <laughs> but they have um, undertaken a really cool fundraising yes. project that's going to be a blessing to the grade school students of one of our elementary schools yeah. here in Danville. Looking and we're going to hear that. more about it. Yeah. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg, and uh, we're happy to have in the studio with us this morning Pam Sexton, who is a member of Second Church of Christ, and she's also a part of the book club uh, that meets at the church on a monthly basis. So, Pam, thanks for joining us uh, today. We're so glad that you're with us. Good morning. Thank you for having yeah. me. Well, first of all, what is 
the second Church of Christ book club. What happens? Okay, <laughs> a lot of people in the church I don't think even know we have right. a book club. Um, the wonderful Judy Mincer had started it. I don't even know how many years ago. I've been coming to second about 10 years, okay. and it was one of the first things I joined, okay. and I have loved it. Um, we meet once a month. And we do a variety genre of books that we get ideas at the end of the year for the following year. Mm -hmm. So we know what books we'll have Mm -hmm. and they are, um, they can be mysteries. They can be nonfiction. They can be Christian inspired, um, but all usually having a really good message to discuss. Mm -hmm. Basically you read the book individually and then you come together on that Monday night and Kind of yes, talk and we the rate book the book, and... and we discuss characters, and we discuss what people liked and didn't like, and what messages we got out of it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. About how many are in the club? Um, probably about a dozen. Sometimes okay. we'll have fewer than that. Sometimes, if it depend, if the book's a really great book, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a better turnout. Yeah. Or yeah. just kind of depends on what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, are that's... you just an so, avid reader? I mean, to begin I, with. Yes, yeah. I have loved reading mm-hmm. since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and was actually my fourth grade teacher. Um, so school experience that inspired me. Um, she would every day at the end of the day, let us go get cartons of chocolate milk, turn out the <laughs> lights in the room, and she would read to us from Nancy Drew. Oh, and yeah. I have loved mysteries to this day. I still yeah. I get mm-hmm. a cup of hot tea instead of chocolate milk. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I have loved reading and just try to encourage it with everyone. You know, what a great uh, segue to what mm-hmm. we want to talk about, mm-hmm. the impact a great school mm-hmm. teacher can make in helping right. children yes. fall in love with reading. Mm-hmm. And that's really why you're here today. Your book club has uh, taken on a fundraising project to raise books for the students at Mead Park Elementary. Is that right? Yes, that's Talk a correct. little bit about that. Okay. So, um, you know, a lot of the groups here at church will try to do some type of service project, mm-hmm. and we didn't really have anything. And a friend of mine uh, who lives in Florida said her book club would give books at Christmas to a children's home. And I thought, oh, well, our group, we could just all of us bring in some books and donate somewhere. Yeah. Um, but then I it grew a little bit for me. I took um, took the idea to the book club and said, what do you all think about this? And how much do you think we could do with this? And I told them I had taken my little sister because I'm a big sister through big brothers, big sisters mm-hmm. to yeah. the Santa breakfast at Festival Trees. And they gave each child there a book mm. okay. and mm-hmm. every child you could just see was so excited because mm. it was so unexpected. Oh, and I yeah. said, what if we tried to incorporate the whole church and pick a school and get a book to every child for Christmas? Mm. Yeah. Very good. And they loved the idea. And yeah. we started just rolling with it. And how could we gather all these books? Uh, from various places and get it out there to people. And so Mead Park Elementary we, is the school. We decided that... to start one school because yeah. we weren't sure. I think that's know, great. Um, and Mead Park, they have an 87%, um, 87% of their students are considered low income level. Okay. Meaning that a lot of those kids don't have the ability to have books at home. They right. don't have the means to get to the public library. Right. Right, um, right. so we needed a school where we had a connection to find out if this was something we could even, you know, yeah. in these COVID times, mm-hmm. take in the books. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, Martha Williamson is a member of our book club. Yeah. Her husband, Randy was an elder here. Uh-huh. Their daughter is the secretary there. So right oh, there was someone wow. we could connection. work with. Yeah. yeah. So they have 260 students from kindergarten to fourth grade. Um, so I feel like that goal is very manageable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they have a program, and they told me a lot of other schools in the district do too, that is a book vending machine. Okay. I've never heard of this. I haven't either. Um, it looks like a snack machine. It is stocked with books, hmm. and the kids earn tokens for their behavior, their grades, and they get enough tokens, and they can go purchase a wow. book from that. So they said any overflow we have, if we get above yeah. the 260, they can stock that. They can stock their library. So there's definitely a need for extra books. And you're saying new or gently used. That's the, the language that's exactly. being used. Is that right? Talk about that. Yes. Um, new books are great, but there's a lot of um, gently used books that kids have, you know, went through, taken good care of, right. that absolutely... Mm -hmm will be great to hand out to these right. kids. There's certainly a great place for all those books to go. Okay. So how does someone, if they're listening, they want to participate in this, how do they get their books to you? Um, so the next two Sundays, we will be having drop-offs here at the church. Um, we'll have a table out in the commons. Someone will be there before and after every service. If you cannot get to the church... Um, on Sunday, you can bring them to the office here, or you can call the church, right. and we will make arrangements to get the books from you. Yeah. And so do you have, like, uh, there's probably people listening, they haven't bought a book for kindergarten through fourth <laughs> right. grade in a long time. Right. Uh -huh. I mean, wh wh what options are out there? I, I don't even know that I know, necessarily. Um, well, so Kohl's always does a program. You can get brand new books okay. for $5. Okay. Um, and this thing, it's very easy to find books for kindergarten, first grade. Everybody right. loves mm -hmm. to buy those books. Mm -hmm. um, Barnes & Noble did a special buy one, get one half price, and they were that level. It is harder to find and get people to go look for books third through fifth mm. grade. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are the chapter books that you would look for. Okay. Um, I'm told TJ Maxx has a very good selection mm. okay. of bargain books. Yeah. Um, even Goodwills, you pick through and you can get nicely used books at Goodwills. Awesome. Well, it's yeah. a time of year. I think many parents are often cleaning out kids' yes. rooms. You know, they get stuff for Christmas. So if you have a child that maybe has outgrown some of those books, it's a great opportunity Absolutely. to clean out their bookcase. Grandkids. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really good. Talk to us a little bit about your involvement with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. You said that you're a so participant in that. That had been on my heart for a long time. And then I became an empty nester, so yeah. I started mm -hmm. looking for avenues. Yeah. And um, the church had our step-up program, uh -huh. and someone was here from Big Brothers Big Sisters to talk about a mentoring program in the school. Yeah. And so I came and met with them, and that was the stepping mm. stone that I needed. And yeah. so the little girl that I have is seven, and when I first was matched with her, she had not much interest in reading, even yeah. though her mom... Love to read. Um, her mom told me, this has just absolutely been great. She said, um, you know, it's the thing you hear when you're buying gifts for kids is you get something they want, something mm -hmm. they need, something to wear, something to read. Mm -hmm. yeah. So by the time they, you know, a low-income family puts money towards what they need, what to wear, tries to get what the kids want. Mm -hmm. As she has said, I just have overlooked the books. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. something that mm -hmm. she can do. Mm -hmm. And she said, when I started encouraging my little with books and sent some home, she said, and I want to quote her here. She said, I have now been able to slow down to read with them and just spend time with my kids. Mm. So it didn't just encourage the reading, but right. it encouraged the family time. Yeah. Right. And that just struck me what an impact yeah. that can have. And so now a year later, um, 
when my little got that book at the Santa breakfast, she immediately started working on reading it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And she wouldn't have done that before at all. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so. And so with Big Brothers Big Sisters, someone's listening. They want to know more about, like, you reached out to this person. I mean, do you meet monthly? Yes. Do you, how's that play out? Um, so when you're matched, you can meet anywhere from a minimum of four hours a week up okay. to okay. really however much works well with Gotcha. The parent or okay. the um, guardian. Right. And so um, it's a bit of a process to be matched, um, but you're, they do a lot of interviews and they try to get you with someone that has a similar interest or yeah. um, has a great need. Yeah. And so it's, so their motto is the one-on-one mentoring can affect the child's outcome in life and they believe every child is born with incredible potential, and reading helps unlock that potential. Mm-hmm. Education is a big part of it, supporting uh-huh. them in school, just listening, yeah. um, because sometimes once they get comfortable with you, they get on a real roll with oh, yeah. what's going on in their mm-hmm. life, and they just need someone to listen to. Um, I've taken her places um, that she's just not been at all, like the Fisher Theater, to the yeah. movie theater, to a DLO show, wow. to the Reindeer Ranch, just life experiences. That is mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. And that's something the Mead Park um, principal and secretary told me that the kids who don't have the books and that they don't get to have the life experiences because their parents can't take them places, right. that reading gives them mm-hmm. that ability to connect with things that are talked about in classrooms right. and kind of opens up the world for them a little bit. They yeah. can't go there, but they can go there in books. Well, I think that's awesome because I think in so many instances, people don't really know a lot about something like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and they have this idea, well, you're trying to take over for the parent. Just what you're saying, you're trying to help the whole situation yes. be as positive as it possibly can. I my, love that. My little's mom said that the, her children only got to go to school to grandma's house to daycare. There was never any other way for them to experience anything yeah. else in their life. Yeah. And there is such a need. Big brothers, big sisters, like everyone else has experienced trouble with funds, yeah. with getting people to volunteer, with yeah. helping. And they have so many kids who have such a need for bigs, especially the men. That's great. Well, thank you so much for do- donating your time and oh, your energy yeah. and, and pouring into a child's life. And I think the reading, the books are so important because it sparks their imagination. Even yes. if they can't go someplace, they can go that to that place in their mind when they read. And it sparks imagination and creativity. So um, we, once again, we want our listeners to donate books if they have them. Um, and you can do that at the church the next two Sundays at Second Church of Christ, the church mm-hmm. on the curve. Or call the church office right. at what's our number? 442-7307. <laughs> Yeah. Steph, I knew I know you're new around here, so you wouldn't, <laughs> like know, that, 20 you wouldn't years. know that telephone I, number. I but was yeah. hoping one of you would know it because I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 442-7306, and we will do whatever it takes sure. to get the books that yeah. you're going to donate. Yeah. Great job, Pam. Okay. Pam, thank you. Blessings to you. And tell the book club we said well done. Yes. Thank you. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. What a great interview with Pam Sexton. Yeah, it sounds like such a really neat thing that anybody can take part in. Buy a book or donate a book. Let's get those books turned in. Let's make a difference to the students of Mead Park Elementary. Hey, we couldn't do Direct Line without our incredible sponsors. Who are we thankful for, Stephanie? The Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tank Wash, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, and Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. I want to go back to something. We were talking at the end of segment two about the travel ban and Mm -hmm. Africa and all that. You had the opportunity recently to engage some people from Afghanistan. Yeah. So talk about that. My mom and I flew to Florida last week for uh, Thanksgiving with my kids. We were supposed to go to Chicago, but it got delayed. So at the last second, literally, we got put on a plane to go to Dallas. We got the last seats on the plane, and I got seated with two Afghan refugees who had been at Camp Atterbury in Indianapolis for three months. So the Taliban had killed this 22-year-old's father, and he and his brother-in-law escaped to Dubai, India, and then made their way through some organization uh, to Indianapolis, were there for three months, and they got the call the day before that they were going to go to Houston, Texas, so they were on this plane to Dallas, and um, I just was really overwhelmed thinking, you know, somebody my son's age, 22 years old, barely speaks any English, and um, his questions were so interesting, you know, do you work for the government? Uh, No, I work for my church, so I think he thought I had my own church. He couldn't quite understand that. He didn't understand that we were going to have turkey (laughs) to eat on Thursday. Um, Do you have a car? Yes. Oh, he couldn't believe I had a car. I mean, just how they're coming there with literally the clothes on their backs. And you're saying they were in Afghanistan this summer. And when the Taliban took over, that's when they evacuated. Okay. Yeah. They killed killed his father. Um, I think he said he has four sisters and seven brothers. So um, he, he, his desire is to get a job and send money to his family. And he said, if once I'm here two years, then maybe my family can come. But it, it certainly brought to, you know, 
sitting there talking to someone that you just hear about on the news, yeah, you just realize, man, there's the the world is so big. There's right. so much going on that we don't even know about. Right. You know? So I wish him the best. He's in Houston well, and. Uh, you know, I, I hope I hope the best for him and his brother-in-law. And, you know, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think a lot of times issues like immigration mm -hmm. and refugees, we have political positions. And I don't right. think it's wrong to have a political right. position. But what I love about this, this is a person. A, a, you know what yes, I'm saying? My son's age. Right. Yeah. And, and I think when you realize it's not just a bunch of those kind of people. This right. is an actual person that right. I communicated with yes. that wants a better life. Yes. That watched his father be killed by yes. this evil yes. regime. Yes. Um, so he's it humanizes 20, it. He's 22, and what, we, America, we were in there for 20 years? Yeah. That's really all That's he all he's knew. known, yeah. And he, and he said to me, he said, America served us for 20 years, and oh. now I am going to serve America. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, he had no uh, animosity. No. Because that's one oh, of the no. narratives that we hear, is that the Afghanistans, they could not wait for America to get out. And there was this bitterness. Toward, I, I've mm. never really believed that, quite honestly. I not, think you're Taliban people probably felt that way but well the Taliban know. killed his father yeah. so wow. I, I just hope the best for them and you know I, I hope they find Jesus yeah. I don't think he understood what right. I was talking about right. what you go to church and you sing I don't right. think he really understood but right. um you know, I hugged him and wished him well and I, I do hope the best for them well, Stephanie well done Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Hey, this Sunday at Second Church, not only are we talking peace, not only is it the second Sunday of Advent, but we are doing the I Choose Child Sponsorship Reveal, yeah. and I can't wait. I, I, I'm so excited. I was in um, Bangaroo, obviously, right. as we were videoing it. It was such a hot day. I mean, <laughs> Dale Daniel, honestly, I've never seen somebody sweat like he uh -huh. did. He was uh -huh. doing a lot of the video for right. us that day, right. but it's going to be worth it Aww. when we're able. 69 children Aww. were sponsored, between Second Church of Christ and Second Baptist Church. And uh, the missionary, Ian Isley, told me it's a game changer for this mm. entire ministry, wow. what you guys have been able to do. And so I'm saying to the 69 that rose up yes. and sponsored, thank you. Absolutely. You're making a forever difference in the lives of children and families. You know, a lot like Pam talked about the big brothers, big mm -hmm. sisters, when there are children that are part of this child sponsorship program, it actually benefits the entire the family. family. Right. It's such a positive. A yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hey, want to talk quickly about Christmas Eve at second. Talk mm -hmm. about Christmas Eve. For Four o'clock, six o'clock on obviously the twenty fourth, um, Friday the twenty fourth. Uh, combined services with Next Gen, so right. it'll, 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 we'll all be together. Right. Um, various it, staff are going to have various parts. Right. It's not just Greg getting up for right. thirty minutes. Lots of Christmas music. Yeah. Lots of hymns that you know you, traditional songs. You'll be able to sing along. We'll light candles. Um, yeah. Just real uh, family friendly. Uh, kids can be part of the service. Yeah. And, yeah. So. And one of the things that I've figured out about the DNA of Second is four o'clock is a very popular. <laughs> service. Right. So if you're coming yeah. at four, come early. Right. If you want to have maybe a less large mm -hmm. experience, six o'clock is probably right. your better option. Right. Right. But I can't wait for Christmas yeah. Eve. And just a but reminder. slow down. I mean, let's, oh, yeah. it's just December sure. 2nd. Sure. So. But I want to plant that seed with yeah. people that if you yeah. don't have a church, yeah. you are welcome here. You're welcome at most of the churches oh, in yeah. Danville. You know, sure. the churches love to have visitors right. come and right. be a part right. of what is happening. Right. Hey, good news segment. We're almost done. Mm -hmm. You had a great idea this year that we were going to feature a different church member speaking on the theme of the day mm -hmm. and Sunday 
Hope. It was our friend R.J. Davis, mm -hmm. and I have linked that on my Facebook page. You can Good. check it out. This coming Sunday, mm -hmm. Tracy Grissom right. is going to speak about Breast peace. Breast cancer survivor yeah. and telling her story about how she experienced God's peace through a difficult time in her life very recently. Well, and so. also how others rose up to bless. I don't want to give oh, it away, yeah. but yeah. others rose up to yeah. be a blessing to her children right. during this time and help right. them have peace in the midst of storm. But um, I, I love the idea. I know Valerie Shelton's mm -hmm. going to be featured one week. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to mm -hmm. see each yeah. video. So yeah. well done. Thank you. All right. Thanks. On behalf of my friend Stephanie Spangler and Daryl Paddock, mm -hmm. thanks for listening to Direct Line. Good luck to our friend Ben Smith yeah, as he has surgery him. on Tuesday. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Direct Line.